All right, welcome back to The Average. It has been two weeks since we saw you last, and what did we cover last week, Bryce? Uh, was it Flash? Ah, oh, yeah. That's two so. weeks ago already. <sighs> Feels like ages, though. <laughs> I forgot that movie so hard. Oh, man. Uh, any <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to The Average. This is Tim. And this is Bryce. Oh, I was wrong. Dungeons and Dragons. That's what it was. Oh, you're right. We had Dungeons and Dragons. Ah, so close That's there. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's why it feels like The Flash was ages ago. Because it was ages ago. A whole month. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not doing too hot. <laughs> well, thanks for reminding everyone, Tim. Yeah. I'm just... We contributed to that. But anyways... You're welcome. You're welcome, we America. Are... <laughs> Speaking of America, we are back with a movie that is dividing the internet, strangely enough. Is it? Yeah, have you not seen? I mean, between the mainstream media and people, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's been the again, divide. I don't think the people And that's themselves... what I'm talking about. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. It's been pretty fascinating to see the feedback on this. So we're going to dive right. into our take today. We're talking about The Sound of Freedom. Yep. Yeah, this one was uh, not on our radar, like, at least for me. I'll speak for myself. It was it, not on no, my radar like, at all. And we were actually planning originally for either Mission Impossible or Insidious for this episode. And yep. then this movie was out, and we went and saw it, and we were just kind of like, so we're doing this one, right? And so yep. <laughs> that's basically why we're doing this one now. Um, I'm, I mean, I don't know if I have any like hot takes per se, but this will be very interesting to say the least. Yes, for sure. I know for me, I was kind of, I was neither here nor there on it. I was going to see it one day, whether I saw it in theaters or not. But right. then my wife was like, hey, I really want to see this this weekend. And for my wife to want to go see a movie is pretty rare yep so i was exactly. like all right i guess i guess we're gonna go see this so. yep <laughs> yeah um i guess i can just kind of give a quick overview of this um it's right. a pretty uh pretty straightforward plot so this is based it's based on a true story um i don't know when or is it or is it um I don't really know when exactly i'm pretty sure it's like re like soup not like super recent but recent enough um, like the 2010s, I believe. And this is about a guy who was a uh, government agent and basically uh, took care of like sex trafficking and stuff like that. Like they would catch the uh, pedophiles and whatnot, whoever was, you know, going after the children. And then he basically kind of goes rogue and goes on his own mission after saving a boy who has a sister who's missing and wants to save the sister for just like, you know, for, his conscious is to sleep well at night, I guess, if you want to say it that way. And I mean, that's basically what this is. It's basically just a, um, a thriller, honestly, a, a suspenseful thriller. I would say, um, yep. it's really fun. A really good time. So that's, that's the story though. It, I saw early comparisons to taken. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which it's definitely less of an action movie than yeah, taken not an was. action movie. Yeah. And it's not an action movie at all. You nailed it with a thriller. There's one, two action scenes, maybe. Yeah, and, and it's fun. They're good good action scenes. Yeah, but the movie itself is tense. Yeah, that's, it that's is, one adjective to use. Yeah, it is <laughs> tense. Um, But, yeah, and I'll have my thoughts on the comparison between Taken and this towards the end. Oh, okay. But do you want to d dive into <clears throat> your story slash plot, or shall yes. I? Yes, let's, uh, I'll, I'll kick us off here. Let's go ahead and get this uh, ball rolling. So, story and plot, five out of five. I don't even think there's a question about that. I thought the story was super, super well-written and well-done. Um, there is not really any slow dead, dead moment. I would say not slow moment, but like dead moment in this movie, every single part of the story. I was like, I was just so invested in, I never found it dull. I never found it boring. The plot makes sense. There isn't really, obviously, you know, for the sake of, you know, an actual movie, um, and theatrics, there is some dramatization of some of the s sequences that probably didn't happen in real life. Um, but I think it works for the movie still. I, I don't really know what else to say. I'm not, I'm not going to try to be pretentious about this. Like, it's just a really, really well-written story. The plot is awesome. 
and we'll get into more of what makes that stuff awesome as we move forward. So, Tim. Yeah, I actually agree with you. Uh, I gave the story plot of five. We don't see a lot of movies like this made anymore, period. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, the fact that a fair... I did actually appreciate... It seemed to me that they entwined a fictional story with a real story. Yeah, it, it was. It and, was so. The movie was basically most of it was pretty true. Like it was just dra- a little dramatized in some sections. Obviously, just to okay. you know for a movie, but See, for the most part, it's a pretty like it's. This is pretty much what happened. I've I've listened to a couple of interviews about it, and he confirms that um, a lot of the stuff happened. Some of it's a little dramatized and a little different, actually, from what actually happened. But it's pretty much pretty close to what happened like i I don't want to spoil too much because it's still new but yeah yeah okay i was under the impression that the uh, brother and sister story was made up to tell the bigger story uh i'd have to double check that one but i know like the boy the boy's storyline like everything up until the rest of the story takes place is pretty true okay so i uh, i thought it was really uh, a really unique really compelling story uh i actually it's divided pretty well into three clear arcs throughout the story Mm -hmm. and they each kind of like they do their job as a proper three arc story should setting the stage for the next one increasing the scope as we go it was a really well structured really good story yeah absolutely totally agree with that um next is a character um I'll, i'll kick us off here Uh, yeah, I gave it a five out of five. I was telling Megan this as I was leaving. There is not a bad character in this movie at all. Like I thought all the characters were just super, super well written, um, and well acted. We'll get to that later. But like for the characters themselves, like I just found every single character served a purpose. They all, they all fit perfectly into story and moving it forward. Like I said, it's based off a true story with some dramatization, but it works. Like, there's not a character that feels out of place, that feels forced into it. Every single character has a reason for being in the movie and moves the plot forward and doesn't really, doesn't like overshine. Like, no one, no one overshines anyone necessarily. And your main characters kind of stick, stick in the front. Um, which, uh, to, to that, um, Jim, uh, what is it? Caviezel, yeah. Jim Caviezel, uh, character as Tim Ballard, was just uh, so... He was just... You're rooting for him the entire time. I mean, he's he's just... You're on his side. You're just... It's amazing that his character never, like, you know, beats anyone down, you know, considering all the stuff he has to go through or whatnot. Um, uh, is it Rocio, the, the sister? The older... The older yeah. daughter, the, or sister. the sister. Yeah, yeah her Rocio. story, it, her as a character is just a tragedy, and it is just and oh my god. Wait till we, the, I like when we get to the acting. I know. Then... I feel like I'm getting into that other <laughs> stuff, so I'm gonna stop there. Yeah, all the characters were great. Five out of five, no complaints. Uh, yeah, I gave the so there is one significant part for me that gave the character art a five out of five. Uh, like you said, I love the characters. I love uh, what was his name? Which the one? Uh, f- what? Which one? He was the former like. Oh, Vampiro. Yeah, Vampiro. He. I loved that character because he was almost, almost cliche, mm-hmm. and, but he added this kind of like. He was super serious and had some of my favorite moments in the entire film. Oh, easily. Yeah, he was some, amazing. Yeah, he told some heartbreaking stuff, but he also provided that, like, I've been there, I've been on the dark side of this, and now I'm on the right side of this, trying to make it light. Mm-hmm. He had, he was great. He was a true standout. Um, his, but, uh, his story like, that he told, like, oh, towards the, oh my gosh. Chills. But yeah. the other part that um, the part that really stood out on arc for me is what elevated it for me was at the beginning of the movie when they kidnap or not kidnap when they <laughs> arrest the first guy. Yeah. And he uh-huh. and he just has. Uh, if you don't know what this movie about, it's about trafficking children and yes. child porn. 
So they get this guy and he just has binders of children in his like locked back room. And uh, Jim Caviezel, Tim Ballard, his partner at that moment goes to him like, I don't know that I can do this job. Like, these are some of the worst things I have ever seen in my life. And he said, and Tim responds and he's like, I've caught 277 pedophiles in my career. And the kid, the guy looks at him and goes, but how many kids have you saved? That was a great ground, like moment that grounded this movie. Oh, but there was, so that moment, Tim responds that it is not his job to save the children. Mm-hmm. Tim responds that under the legal system, all he can do is capture the pedophiles. And right. he, he delivers it with some stern conviction. Like mm, it, it was yeah. good. But throughout the movie, well, pretty early on, actually in the movie, his eyes are open that he can do more than capture just the pedophiles. He can save these kids. And by the end of the movie, you know, that is what he's attempting to do. And so that arc for him to go from, this is my job to uh, that moment later uh, right. when Vampiro says, uh, I believe it was Vampiro who says it, like, when God tells you what to do, you don't ask questions. Yep, exactly. Yep. So it was a very nice and smooth arc for that character. It wasn't an easy one for him, but it was an excellent character arc. Yeah, totally agree. So that then leads us into our um, editing effects, right? Nope, music and sound. Ah, almost got it. You go ahead, go first here. <laughs> uh, music and sound, I gave it a four. The music was actually striking in this movie. It was beautiful music that both hugged at the heart when it was supposed to and made your heart race when it was supposed to. There were a couple moments where they were, there was swelling orca. I can't talk. Swelling <laughs> orchestra. And it was emotionally moving and worked beautifully. And there were a couple moments when it was like pounding drums. Right. And I really appreciated how the music kind of not only told us what to feel, but told us what the characters on screen were feeling at certain times. There were quite a few moments with Tim, like sitting in a hotel room when it's not tense on screen, but the music is just this pounding drum beat. Mm-hmm. And that is because that's the tension that Tim was feeling <clears throat> in the film. And I thought they did a nice job of that. The music was actually a beautiful score that I would probably just pull up if I wanted some great string music. It was really well done. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, I also gave it a four out of five. And um, yeah, I think I was a, I almost gave it a five out of five, but I think I landed back on four just because the music in in itself is pretty um, cut and dry. There's nothing like that. There's nothing that makes the music itself tr- stand out by itself. It was more of just how well placed and edited that music was. Um, and also where they didn't use music either, like where they just cut the dead silence. And, you know, we've had oh, yeah. that we've had that praise for a lot of movies that handle it well. I think this movie, honestly, outside of the music itself, just kind of feeling, you know, a little bland by itself alone. It was used to perfection within the parts of the movie. Every single scene that this music was in just elevated the scene in itself, I would say. Um, and it's not just the music. Again, it's the where it's been placed and how well it's been executed to go with the scene. Um, I Yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed it. I think it elevates the movie as a whole, and it definitely gives you that gut punch to go along with an already really um uh hard story to watch unfold in front of you yeah i i agree we're in agreement there so on to the next one yes sir editing and special effects looks like we differ here uh i'll jump in with five (laughs) okay go ahead i'll jump in I'll jump in. I gave editing and effects a five. There's almost no effects in this movie Mm -hmm. whatsoever. It's a it's a classic, like almost everything. Actually, I can't think of anything that didn't happen in front of the camera. Like it looked like they used all. I mean, they weren't live rounds in the guns, obviously, but there was almost no special effects. 
there's no special effects in this film but for me the editing stood out on creating a level of discomfort that was necessary to tell this story mm-hmm. there were quite a few times that so like early on the kids are lured away from their parents by a modeling agency yep and in what where were they, were they in guatemala at this point i think so if i'm not mistaken yeah so this mo- this lady meets with the parents and is like yeah i think what your kid has what it takes to be a star and shows them this pamphlet and says we're taking headshots at this place and the parents just drop the kids off there's a, a ton of kids there they drop the kids off and we sit there while they start to go through this modeling process and the level of discomfort that you feel from the way it's edited was it, like it was spot on and the same mm-hmm. thing when they were capturing the uh <clears throat> the pedophile with his binders of porn like it shows you just enough to know what you're dealing with but not enough to like repel you but still make you uncomfortable if that makes sense like they don't show anything bad but the editing and the way it was shot and everything together created enough for your mind to like oh this is disgusting i'm sick to my stomach like and that to me that went to the editing as well as just some like the opening shot of the movie is just mm-hmm. this slow pan over the rooftops in Guatemala into a window and it's just another beautifully like that was actually the moment that I was like oh this movie is going to be better than I thought it was going to be <laughs> yeah, was exactly. the opening shot <laughs> the opening shot mm-hmm. but yeah I thought this movie was actually wonderfully edited yeah, I, I'm in most, most, mostly agreement with you there. Uh, I gave it a four out of five, um, and I don't, I don't know, if, I don't think it's super nitpicky, uh, but the few couple things that did stand out was actually the helicopter was CGI for that one scene. I'm pretty sure as it was flying in. Um, pretty, oh, when it kind of comes over yeah, the camera. Pretty confident yeah. that that was CGI, um, and it did stand out. But you know, it's not just that because otherwise that would be a nitpick. That for me, I I totally agree. I think the editing and special effects, even though there were no special effects, but you know, just the effects in general, I thought it was a super super well done movie. My biggest thing that um, the one thing I will say is that there's a couple sequences where it feels like they just kind of, it's very choppy as they like transition from like one thing like at his job to his home for like five seconds, and then it goes to the very next thing. It's like uh, that felt. I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. and now that happened a few times. A couple times too many basically for me and that's kind of what brought it down to a four not to take away from the fact that the rest of the movie is super super well done uh with its editing and effects so i i mean i'm mostly in complete agreement with you outside of like that one that one thing that was kind of noticeable through the rest of the movie yeah. really well done movie all right so then we'll jump in um that is actually the same thing you were talking about about jumping from family to work to whatever yeah is why my script score is a three interesting Um, (laughs) go ahead yeah because i actually felt that this movie had some great script moments and that's why i gave it a three like we talked about vampiro had an amazing moment in the script but for the most part, like th- those moments were kind of one-liners. Like that that uh, interaction I talked about at the beginning with his coworker. Right. That, well, how many kids have you saved? Like, it, there's not much else memorable about that conversation. There's not, and honestly, at s- some points, I can't remember the conversation at all. Mm-hmm. So I think the script was a little lacking. I'm going to be honest. I think it was a little lacking. It had some great strong moments, but I don't think it was a perfect script or an elevated script. There were some great moments to be to remember, but for the most part, like I get why the dialogue with his wife was there, but it didn't really stand out to me. Okay. Okay. Like I, I I get it to like establish that his wife is in support of this and also like he is doing this because of his strong family connections, but I actually didn't think the movie went out of its way to establish 
the strong family connections. It was more focused on the story. And the family took a very, very much backseat. And that's fine. That's that's fine. It wasn't the purpose of the story. But I actually... I didn't think those moments were anything remarkable. So I gave the script a three. I thought that was probably its weakest part. Okay. Interesting. Let me clap back now and tell you how it really is. It's a five out of five, to, baby. Why does it have to be a clap back? <laughs> <laughs> Relax, Tim. Relax. We're all here to have fun. Uh, no, I gave mine a five out of five. Um, yeah. I uh, Let's see. We're... I'll probably, I'll probably this will tie into a lot of like my scoring for the rest of the uh, episode here, but um, just a reminder to everyone out there: this is um, Angel Studios. So, in case you don't know who Angel Studios is, it's a uh, Christian-based uh, production company who has put out stuff like God's Not Dead. That's probably the only thing you've heard of, honestly. I, it's not even worth it going into any other movies because I can't even think of any off the top of my head. Um, well, be careful there. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, because they did not make this. Movie. I know, and that's distributed and it. that's okay. why that's why okay. I was very pleased with the fact that they. I, I have a I have a whole thing about that, but okay. Anyway. So we can go into those details at the end. Yeah, we can go into more of that. End. But anyway, <laughs> I was very surprised to see that Angel Studios took a. I would consider it a risk on this movie, considering oh, that there is a very there's very dark subject matter. There's cursing in it. There's drug use. There's alcohol. Like, you know, this is coming from a Christian company and uh, based on every movie they've made beforehand, this is very much not the movie you would expect from them uh, or them 100%. to fund. Yeah. And so for what the script is, I think that this script was very grounded and uh, just really tight. I, I like you said, there's some great one liners in this. But it's not just one-liners. There's some great just moments of just sitting there and and talking and setting up the bigger picture. Like like we said at the beginning, like he sits down to talk with the pedophile, you know, and you know, gets to know more about him. That entire like sequence had some really good moments of them just sitting there talking, seeing how he has to get there, get into the mind of a pedophile in order to understand and get more information. There's the moments where he sits down with um Vampiro and they have very good conversations and Vampiro has a wonderful sequence where he just let lets it all out of why he does what he does. Um, There's a couple good more moments with George even um, that really elevated your love for these characters. Um, and we're not even talking about the bad guys. There's like, it's just the script itself just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't overblown. It wasn't like over dramatic. Like it felt, it just made everything feel grounded and it felt it just felt threatening. Like there was like a dread to every word that was coming out of these characters mouth. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I just, I saw no issue with the script at all. Honestly, I thought it kept the script for a movie that has very little action and a ton of talking. Like your script has to be good. And I just, I can't, I can't think of a single moment where I was like, yeah, the script kind of like took me out of it there or whatnot. Something this character said felt out of place. Like, Nah, it was it was all like, it was all good. <laughs> I have I have no complaints. And you know maybe maybe that's you know being very generous of it. So yeah, if it was a four, I could totally understand that. Even a three, yeah, I I, I get that. But I I just the script was really well done in my eyes. And so yeah, five out of five. I think I think you changed my mind. I think I would give it. I think I would come up to a four. I don't think I'm ready yet to give it a five. No, that's fair. But you you did point out that like a lot of this movie takes place in conversation. Yeah. And thinking back on it, like I was glued to every conversation, and each one brought something different. It brought levity to the to every situation that was presented per well, scene. Speaking speaking of levity, there was actually some on point humor that oh, yeah. I did not expect. Yeah. I did not expect it. And I was like, oh, that was actually very funny. So mm -hmm. I totally agree. Yep. All right. So on to the next one. We are discussing the acting. Oh yes. This is where I almost docked it. Um oh, okay. I'll go I'll go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I almost docked it because Jim Caviezel plays Jim Caviezel in every movie he's in. How dare you for one? Okay, but <laughs> Then I had to take a step back, and every other person in this film is fantastic. 
but also Jim Caviezel has when he is playing the uh, drunk American on holiday. Mm-hmm. I saw a different portrayal in him. And, you know, part of my experience with Jim Caviezel is he's playing very similar characters. I don't know if you ever watched Person of Interest. Oh, I want to say I have, but I can't remember. So I'm it was say a no. great TV show. Um, it was a great TV show, but he was the lead in that show. And the character mm-hmm. was very, very similar to what he was <clears> playing in this movie. And then we also had, you know, he's Jesus. Okay. But they, uh, <laughs> and he played Jesus. No big deal. Yeah. He played Jesus. Um, but because of that, I was like, oh, Jim Caviezel is playing Jim Caviezel again. But then he yeah. did bring, he did bring some kind of different performance to the uh, drunk American. And I actually really enjoyed that performance. I thought that was really well done. Uh, the standouts for me are Vampiro and the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those kids, and normally I am quick to harp on child actors because I don't think they can deliver that well. Mm-hmm. But man, these two, I I was sitting there watching, how did they get these kids to act this way and keep them from knowing what's actually happening? Mm-hmm. Because the subject matter is so real and horrifying that I didn't want those kids on screen to know what they were filming. But there is a scene that they are in a shipping container. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that scene in the shipping container, when they are screaming at the one window, that's not even a window. It's an exhaust fan. When they're screaming at that one window is one of the most heartbreaking and horrifying scenes that I have ever seen. Like at that point, I was like, this is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It got under the skin and now it was 100% because <clears throat> of the kids performance in that right. was bone chilling. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was honestly, it was awful. And that's what made it amazing. Like it was awful to watch and to understand what was happening, but their performances were absolutely amazing. Yeah. And yeah. that doesn't even touch on like the positive scenes with these same children that just melt you at the end. And well, not even at the end and other scenes throughout, but like the child performances in this movie were incredible. Yeah, Totally. So let me just, I mean, basically ride your tailcoats there. Um, I also gave it a five out of five. Um, I agree. Jim Caviezel had a amazing performance um, as Tim Ballard. Um, there's just something about Jim's like face that just, it's like, I, how, I heard the How com- does he look out of shape and in shape at the same time? <laughs> no, not, not the road I was going with that one, but <laughs> okay, fair fair point, I guess. Um, Sorry, it's something I noticed. No, I heard this comment made that, like, he, he has the eyes of a guy who's just seen enough in life. And, man, does that show in the movie? He's just got such a warm and welcoming presence for playing this role, and it works perfectly. Uh, Bill Camp as Vampiro was one of my favorite standouts of the movie. He's one of my favorite characters. Um, yes. uh, yeah, the kid actors. Um, so it's Crystal and Lucas um, as Rocio and Miguel. I'm with you. Like this is this is easy. I'm trying to think of like another kid actor that had as great of a performance as these two did. Man, I I'm genuinely trying to figure it out because I this might be one of the greatest kids per, kids performances I've ever seen in a movie, like hands down. Oh, it's, I I think oh. that's a safe I think that's a safe thing to say. I can't think of I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah, had. and I and again I've heard some I've listened to some podcast episodes on this uh, movie, and you know they there is a story that they were t- they were not allowed to tell the kids. Um, what they were doing and it kind of slips out to one of them and like they were crying for like months and there's actually a scene in the movie that was real because she was it was kind of slipped out of what role she was playing and she was that her crying in that scene was her actual like feelings of like finding out what she was like playing as and she apparently 
it apparently messed her up for like a good month or so. She was crying for a long time about it, but um, well, that makes me question the ethics of the whole thing. It was her uh, act, acting coach or whatever, so you know it is what it is, I guess. But um, the directors and stuff tried to keep it hush hush. It was her um, her coach that kind of let it slip out. Um, I, I don't think it was on purpose necessarily, I d- but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat the dead horse too much. Like, oh, yeah. everyone did a phenomenal job. There's not a single complaint from any actor. Which means a lot because I don't know any of these actors outside of Jim Caviel. So that's what's even, I even know he, I didn't know who he was until I looked it up. I was like, oh yeah, I've seen him. But yeah, everyone did amazing. Five out of fives across the board. All right. So on to direction then. Sweet. Do you Um, want to do this or? Yeah, I I can, I can kick us off here. Um, So I gave mine a four out of five. Um, Again, this was kind of just like it was a one thing that kind of stood out to me towards the end. Um, I felt like the transition into the final um, act of this movie felt a little bumpy, and I don't want to say I was like checking my watch to see what was happening, but it's kind of one of those things in movies where if it just kind of feels, if it, um, sorry, not feels, but like. If the final act kind of comes out of nowhere, even though the act before it kind of felt like it was getting ready to close it, that kind of just throws me off a little bit and kind of ruins the flow for me. So, my, you know, I'm just being kind of picky about it. I My flow was kind of ruined uh, going into the final half. Not to say the, or sorry, not the, the final act. Not to say the final act was bad by any stretch. It was a really good final act. Um, it is a left turn, though. It is, a little bit. And so that's yes. why I kind of, I docked it there. So I gave it a four out of five, but... But that's not to take away from the fact that, again, this movie from beginning to end is ju- it just grabs you and it never lets go. It just pulls you in closer and closer. I thought the director did a phenomenal job with this movie. Um, Alejandro was his name. Um, yes, he w- he did amazing work on this movie. This movie is intense, and he shows it with every single scene, every single direction made to the characters that are in this movie and the story. It it is just it's enticing. It, you can't take your eyes off of it. It's so good. Yeah, I actually so I gave the direction a five. Um, I do agree that the final act was a bit jarring because I was also checking my watch, but I I kind of just assumed I was checking my watch because I thought the movie was shorter than it was. So mm-hmm. I was kind of yep. like, when am I getting out of here? No, yeah, I saw that too. Then, yeah, I thought it was like an hour and a half, and it's definitely over two hours. Um, yeah, I think it's like two twelve, but I didn't necessarily assume that was the movie's fault because I was still engaged in the story. Like right. I still yep. wanted to rescue <clears throat> this child. Um, I actually appreciated the ending for kind of giving us a juxtaposition of clientele that this movie's dealing with. Yeah, so right. we went from really ritzy setting to the deep jungles of South America and Mm -hmm. they kind of clash and they do that on purpose. And, but more my direction is it goes back to the way this movie was edited, but also the way this movie shot, the way he put this whole movie together is, and I read somebody said who it was a negative review, but they said it was an art house film masquerading as a thriller. And I actually like, I agree with the art house part. This movie is beautiful at spots. Oh yeah. There are scenes like I mentioned, um, it was a horrifying scene in that shipping container with the kids, but the way it was shot is that it was almost a square ratio on screen like we're not seeing the widescreen on the edges we are just seeing the square end of the trailer Mm -hmm. on the screen and it made it feel so confined and it was so like artistically it was stunning there are quite a few scenes in this where the lighting in this movie was fantastic oh yeah The, the lighting was beautiful some of the nature like I could tell they were not using stock footage. It looked like yep. they mm-hmm. they were out there shooting. Um, but just a lot of the shots were moments that if you pause it, it looks like an artistic photograph, like a professional took it. 
and a lot of i think a lot of movies miss that kind of artistic balance to your shots nowadays i i'm not gonna pick on certain studios um (laughs) but there there were like i said from the opening shot where it was a slow pan inside to a little girl's bedroom as she sings it was just First of all, it was stunningly beautiful from the far distance when we watched the sun coming up over the city. Like, it was stunning. And then yep. mm-hmm. the movie closes on something very similar, and it, you feel like you've come full circle. And it was yeah, just mm-hmm. really well done film. I was surprised. I went and I looked up the director because I want to see what else he's done. And he's only done two other movies, but he has two two more coming out still. Yeah. So, but I do think uh, you mentioned that it was it's released by Angel Studios. From what, from my impression, was that it had Disney's backing while it was being made. It was under the Disney umbrella, yes, originally. So uh, I think they had, well, they didn't have a huge budget, but they had a decent budget while making the movie. Yeah, it was okay. And it, it looks it looks really good. It looks far better than I anticipated. It looks it. better than its budget really. has any right to yes, look like. It's it is a really well done movie. Yeah, totally agree. So then that takes us. Oh, we have our it factor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to kick off on your five? Yeah, I was looking at it just to make sure that that was my score because I thought I it was, I thought it was different, but it was not. Um, so. My effector was a five out of five, and I thought I had given it a four out of five, but now I see it as a five out of five, so I'm gonna have to defend that now. <laughs> um, yes, you are. I actually, you know, what? I think it could be a four or a five. I think if it's anything less than a four, I think you're wrong. Um, I just don't see how you can't give this anything but those two numbers because I don't think this, this. Here, okay, here's why I gave it a 5 out of 5. Usually, one of the reasons I keep it a 4 out of 5, more often than not, is because of longevity. I don't think this movie's objective was to be to have a lot of longevity to it, necessarily. It's definitely very much a here-and-now kind of movie. Like this, It's supposed to affect you know, everything here and, in the here and the now. Um, I don't think that this movie was going for, like, going to was trying to be remembered in like the next 10 20 years plus like i think it's here for this moment that we live in now and i mean again how can you give this thing anything less than what it deserves after it was under disney for five years and basically just continued to be shut down they've already opened up and talked about how there was a lot of hurdles they had to go through just to get this movie out there and then it was picked up by a Christian studio that would probably never make a movie like this. And they decided you to take never a afford to. Yeah, that too. Like yeah. they probably can't afford something like this. The most, the best looking thing that angel studios has made is the chosen, but that's a TV show. And it's the first thing that they've made that has gotten like outside. It's gone. Sorry. It was the first show about Jesus to get multiple like seasons and sequels. Um, God's Not Dead is the only movie that got sequels from them that I can think of. It was actually like successful. Um, at least the first one was, but just yeah. just the journey that this movie had to go through, and not just that, it had to go up against three juggernauts for the past two weeks in Insidious, in Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones, and Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, I would understand beating this one out because those movies are just never bad, it feels like. Insidious is a little bit <laughs> there more. There wasn't a time when you could say that, though. Yeah, there. Yeah, I was gonna say that maybe on maybe on two and three, I would understand, but yep. two from what I've heard, I actually haven't seen all those, so I need to get on that. But Insidious is more of like, okay, that's a, a you know, whatever. It's like it's a summer horror movie. Have fun with it, I guess. Yeah. But then there's Indiana Jones, which it blew out of the water. It wasn't even close. How much more money this this movie made compared and you just compare the budgets of these movies it is ridiculous well, how much more yeah. money and how much more successful that this movie was and we were just talking about and it at the beginning i just think okay i just think that's hilarious because indy is being released 
by Disney. Yeah. And, and Disney yeah. dropped this movie. Exactly. And I I think that's hilarious. And suck it, Disney, because you assassinated one of my favorite characters from childhood. Indiana Jones was my dude. And I'm not watching this new film. I'm not watching this. I might watch so, it. I, I need a, I need movies from my top ten worst movies of the year. So I'm gonna have. We like, should spite watch it once it's streaming. I still need to spite watch Little Mermaid. <laughs> oh, um, anyway, to finish. At up, least they can't assassinate a favorite favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that movie. The first one or the original one. The second one's actually kind of good too. Uh, anyway, <laughs> to close out my point. I don't see how you can't give this a four or a five. I think this movie is absolutely got the if factor. I there's not many movies that t- take the kind of risk in this, you know, uh, in the environment that we live in today, you know, with what's going on and stuff. I not many movies would take the risk that this movie took, let alone the studio also taking that risk as well. I five out of five. I but again four. I get it, but yeah, you know. Your turn. <laughs> yeah. I gave it a four strictly because it doesn't have big studio production for its advertising. And that shows in the fact, like, right before we started recording, we can only find one poster for it. So there's only one poster made. You're not going to see a lot of posters made. Most of the advertising is they're actually being very smart and strategic with it. Oh, yeah. Whereas it is not your traditional, like, Hey, this is the next Star Wars film. Everybody's talking about it. Yep. This is like, hey, have you heard of this movie? This no. movie has well, straight you up go see it. Yeah, this movie has straight up gotten all of its traction just from word of mouth. I will go word of I, mouth. I'm yeah. dead serious. Like I will put all my money that I guarantee you 95%, 98% of this movie's like um sold tickets are just from word of mouth alone. We're 2 weeks out of it and our th- you said your theater was sold out. Our theater was just about sold out still. And not yeah. many movies have that kind of power in the second week. So here's the thing we found out. Uh, I think we found it out last night. So in my town, for those of you who don't know our personal lives, in the last month, I think both of us have moved homes. Is that Were you in the last month? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll say in the last 30 days, whatever, both of us have moved homes. There's been major transitions. I'm in a new town now. But the uh, the theater we were at in town, there was actually it's. um, They just do limited showings, I think, each thing. They were only showing this this weekend and it had two sold out showings. So we sold out the first night we were there and they sold out the second night as well. And they said because of that, uh, the studio is doing, if you stick around at the end, there's a way to pay it forward mm-hmm. where you can purchase tickets for other people to see it, which if I was telling my wife, I was like, that's brilliant marketing because your ticket sales go up whether someone shows up to the movie or not. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that looks really good for the studio. Um, but the local theater posted that... They sold out two showings and they are about 40% left on showings in the coming week. They're doing additional showings this coming week on like Wednesday and Thursday. And there's only like people have already purchased those tickets for others on those days. So like it's, it is word of mouth. It is that pay it forward system. It is talking about it. It's, and this is the kind of thing that like, you'll go to the local bar and hear somebody talk about it, Mm -hmm. or you'll go to um, church and hear somebody talk about it. Or we were walking out and there were people going to look to restaurants across the street. Like that is how you're going to hear about this movie because you're not going to see a trailer for it on TV. Yep, exactly. And so because of that, as brilliant as it is, I you I see you could give it a five because it is a unique and different kind of cultural significance, but I gave it a four because it doesn't have that big budget to put it on every TV in the hospital waiting room. You know, it doesn't have. But do you, I've seen, but I've like, seen Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny way more than I have seen Sound of Freedom stuff. But that's but my that's I've my point right it. there. Is, well, yeah, is that's the, why I. You could go four or five. I totally agree. But like I've seen Indiana Jones stuff way more than Sound of Freedom. Right. I haven't heard of a single person who saw Indiana Jones while I have heard of 
a bunch of people who saw Sound of Freedom. Yeah, and so, I th that's like, my point. Like to the five out of five, it's just like I don't, you know, Indiana Jones has all this marketing to back it up, and it's doing so much worse than this movie is. And this movie is solely doing like, and and that's why I mean, like, even though this movie isn't aiming for longevity, I think we had plenty to see from the first couple weeks that oh, this movie definitely has an impact because of the numbers that we're seeing and because it's only coming from word of mouth, basically, at this point. I feel like that speaks just levels to how much of an impact this movie is having on, like, just the nation as a whole. Um, and even if you, even as you dig into, like, stories about, like, what's, you know, going on and how this movie is having effects both on people's lives, both, both on Hollywood... And even the theaters, like there's issues. There's apparently stuff going on in theaters that people are talking about as well. Whether it's true or not, that's, you know, that's whatever. But I mean, that's something. And I feel like no, I can't remember the last movie that truly did something like this and whatnot. Not to say your four is, you know, wrong or whatnot, but just to like kind of go yeah, off of what you were saying. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> All right, let's close yeah, this thing no, out. I, uh, I think I think we are both in agreement here on like it could go four or five. I see oh, the five totally, yeah. as in the cultural significance is there. I overlooked that because I was looking at studio budget. Yeah, I get it, and that's why I gave it a four. So I I I agree. And so our let's jump into final scores. Yep. I have some final thoughts for it. Uh, my finals or my entertainment value. Sorry. My entertainment value was an eight, which brings my final score to a 44 out of 50. Keep going. You, Okay. So <laughs> for my, my final thoughts, um, I mentioned at the beginning that this movie got comparisons to Taken mm -hmm. and while it's not the action movie that Taken is, when Taken came out, I was in high school. I think it came out in 2007, 2006, maybe. I think so, yeah. Um, great movie, great action movie, but the cultural talk around that movie was so different than the talk around this movie. Yeah. And that's where I my final thoughts are, when did this become political? When did the message of this movie, a movie that is not political at all there's no politics in this movie there's no presidents there's no left or right there's mm -hmm. no there's no talk of socialism there's no talk of whatever it's not a political movie mm -hmm. it is a movie about saving children and i've seen just the massive press like you mentioned early on um mainstream media kind of versus the people who have seen it and I'm reading some of these mainstream media that like they discredit Tim Ballard. Okay, that's fine. There's actual footage of the operations and raids that he went on. These people are actually in jail and these children were actually saved. So discredit Tim Ballard all you want. That's that's fine. Why are you doing that? Why are you trying to discredit somebody who there is actual evidence of saving? Mm -hmm. And I've and I've seen people talk about like, oh, there's not actual evidence. I'm like, did you not see the actual footage from the raids? They film all of those. Um, but then the other part is I've I've seen it called a QAnon film. That it goes it it is hand in hand with. QAnon conspiracies. And that blows my mind because did nobody like did the people who wrote that article not know that Epstein existed? Mm-hmm. Do they not know that he ran an island just like they talk about in the movie? Like, yeah, in the movie they set up their own island to do the exact same thing that Epstein did. And everybody was outraged about that. But because this is a movie released by Angel Studios, it becomes a political issue. Like, that's what I that's what I can't wrap my mind around on this movie. And the fact that when Taken came out almost 15 years ago at this point, the talk was how horrible trafficking is mm. and that it is happening. And they were talking about like, 
places to avoid, countries to avoid, or not not necessarily avoid, but be cautious and don't let your kids out of your sight, you know? That was the talk 15 years ago, and now the talk is discrediting or calling this movie a conspiracy theory-aligned film. And I, I don't think that talk is healthy. I don't think that talk is productive because I don't understand the purpose. There's so much evidence to trafficking that doesn't even have to tie to QAnon. We know that the QAnon, there's, it's, there's some deep dives that you can do. It's pretty entertaining stuff, um, whether you believe it or not. Same thing. But like, I don't understand why this is a divisive film. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why if you see this movie, you're a conservative. Or if you don't like this movie, you are a liberal, like, or a liberal has to dislike this movie. And I hope that's not the case. I hope this should be a movie that unites people, whether it was released by Disney or by Angel Studios, that this is happening. And it helps us to be aware of it, you know, mm-hmm. save. Uh, I'm not going to do a hashtag save the children, but, you know, oh, it's no, it's that hashtag it? God's children are for sale. Oh, yeah. We're changing the hashtag after <clears> this. <throat> but that that's my whole. That's my whole spiel on this, and I don't understand it, why it's a political issue. I don't think. Children doing adult things is a political issue. I think it's a horrible issue. So I, yeah, I don't really have deep thoughts on it. I just like afterwards, I gave this movie a 44 out of 50. It's a great film, but it's a disturbing film. It's not one that you walk out of cheering and clapping or out of excitement. It's not Rudy. It's, you know, it is an uncomfortable movie to watch. And differently than Taken was, Taken was uncomfortable to watch, but had a pretty satisfying conclusion and didn't really dive too much deeper. This movie goes that little bit deeper and it's it makes you uncomfortable and it makes you think. And I don't think what it is bringing up should be a politically divisive issue. I think everybody should see this movie because there's no politics in this film. Yeah, I uh, I wasn't going to bring up the political side of it uh but since you did i will uh I'll, oh I'll i let... just i i don't think you can talk about this movie right now because like you mentioned earlier the right. mainstream media is hating on this movie yep exactly. and i don't know why yeah i don't know why i mean you know we we all got our opinions i'm sure on that um <laughs> yeah i uh my entertainment was a nine out of ten bringing my final score to a 46 i believe um yes yeah, I mean, I'll divulge a little. I'll I'll actually go a little step further um, from where you were saying that this movie not just uh, this movie is not just apolitical. This also isn't a religious movie by any extent. The only thing you can tie religion to in this movie is the line that God's children aren't for sale, and that could be used either religiously or metaphorically speaking. Like that doesn't that doesn't inherently make it religious. And so I'm I'm in agreement with you. I don't really see the the backlash to this movie at all. I feel like this is a movie, whether it was good or bad, we can all kind of get behind it. But the fact that it's a great movie, like I haven't seen a single person say they hate this movie. Any like normal person who doesn't, you know, work for a big corporation. I have not seen a single right. person I saw say some it's trolls bad. online. But yeah, they were out to troll. That was it. Exactly. So. Like I, the consensus from what I've heard is that this is one of the best movies to come out this year, hands down. And I don't see how anyone could dislike this movie or disagree with its messaging at all. Um, so anyway, now that I got that out of the way, uh, I was I was thoroughly en- I don't sorry I'll I'll use enjoy loosely because it wasn't I, right. the movie was very well done. I was not bored at all watching this movie. The story was super compelling. The characters you start you love every single one of them. It touches on very dark um, subject matter. 
um, one that's very close uh, to home for me as well. And so, this, you know, it hits a chord with me that really connects. And um, yeah, I, don't, I, I can't remember the last movie where I was in genuine, a, a state of genuine anger through most of it. Um, yeah, that a movie has not made me feel that way in a long time. And I, that just kind of goes to show, I think, how great this movie was and how well it was directed and executed. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, absolutely go see it. Like this is worth every penny in your, in your bank account to go see. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, this movie is based on every movie I can think of. I've seen this year. This is probably the best movie I've seen this year by, by far. Wow. Because the only one I can think of is John Wick 4. And like, I love John Wick 4, but man. This movie, this movie's something else, and I, I genuinely really enjoyed it. It was a good time, but not in that, not in that way. But like, it was a good movie. Like, right, ah, right. it's not no, a good time. Okay. Like, it's really sad and, ooh, it's heavy. But yeah, no, it is one of those that's it's it's kind of weird to talk about because it is a heavy, it is a dark movie, and it's yeah. one that you should see. So absolutely, don't take that, your kids. <laughs> yeah, and then if you're somebody who's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's free tickets out there. I was gonna say there's the people are buying tickets for each other, so have fun. Yeah, with that. you <laughs> if you're not sure you want to spend the money on it, use one of the pay it forward tickets that they're using. I don't know if you find those on Angel Studios I know, website I don't know or what. But I think you can go to Angel Studios website to find them. Um or I know like my local movie theater is just already has tickets bought that right. are pay it forward and they're just gonna hand it to you if you need it. Um mm-hmm. But so if you don't want to spend the money on it, go check out the pay it forward tickets and just go see what this movie is about. Mm-hmm. Go, don't listen to uh, some podcast or NPR or whatever you're listening to and go form your own opinion on this movie. Just Absolutely. go see the story that's being told because for some reason that I cannot figure out it's being, it's being put out there as a politically divisive christian versus non-christian movie when it is none of those none of that it is none of those it's not a christian movie it's not a political movie it's an important movie amen so that takes our final score to a 45 between the two of us we would love to get some other scores in here so a 45 on our scale takes it to an amazing rating i know megan has a score for for this too so whatever she put in so and uh, Megan's is also a 44. So All technically right. that would bring it down to a 44 point whatever, but we'll round it up to 45. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Yeah. So but 45 yeah. out of 50, which is amazing. Um, I actually, for social settings, I actually do think this is an important movie for social settings. It might be hard getting a group of people to sit down and be quiet for this film. Definitely not a party Um, movie at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a party movie, but it is one that, you know, if, if for some reason you're in a group of friends that's looking to be charitable or looking for some cause to get behind and you can do some research with your friends and watch this movie. Um, But it is, it is worth the watch. Totally. So that about wraps this up, I guess. Yeah, I think that's all we got for you this time. If you saw the movie, head over to our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube, our... What's the other one? Rumble. Rumble, yeah. Let us know what you thought. Leave a like, leave a comment, smash that follow button, please. (laughs) Please? Can you do that? Comment, leave a like. <laughs> Guys, we're struggling on followers on YouTube. I'm, not gonna be, I'm just going to be You're honest. You're not supposed with you. to we, tell them. It's not. It doesn't matter, Tim. We do this because we hey, love it. No, we do do this because we love it. But we have like 15 followers. But some of our episodes have gotten 100 plus watches. So, I actually did see that. That was kind of cool. Yeah. So hit that follow button. Hit that subscribe button. Yeah. Hit those notifications so you get the next one. But more than all of that is be a part of the next one. Send us your scores. Send us your thoughts. We'll read it. We'll get it out there. For literally any movie, not just the ones we watch. Like anytime you sit down and watch, like there's so many scored movies in here that I have from movies we haven't done an episode on because I'm going to use it at the end of the year. So there's that. Um, But yeah, yeah, we have 
every time I sit down to watch a movie on Tubi, I end up scoring it at the end of it just to let you, just so I can keep in my own mind how great the 80s slashers were. <sighs> Here goes Tim again with his 80s slashers movies. <laughs> I was waiting for a comment on my left turn into 80s slashers. If exactly. I can plug 80s slashers in anywhere. Anyways. But with uh, that being said, I think this we're pretty good on this one. Letting y'all know, though, next one is Oppenheimer. It's going to be the movie of the year. Y'all better be ready with your scores. Christopher Nolan's dropping another it was banger. Barbie. No, we're watching Oppen Oppenheimer first. We'll do Barbie later, but Oppenheimer's number one on the list now. I thought it was Barbie. No, I it's Opp watch Margot Robbie. We're watching both of them, but Oppenheimer <laughs> comes first because that's the, that's the movie of the year right there, okay? So get your scores okay. ready. Get your popcorn. Get your kids. Maybe not your kids. That's pretty pretty dark movie probably isn't it his first r-rated movie Ooh, i heard be. i heard it is nolan's first r-rated film yeah i'm just so excited for this movie man please everyone get, get your scores in for this one i'm excited it's gonna Let's be hope good it's better than nolan's last two movies so okay fair tough but fair well with that being said uh, thank you all for watching this episode or listening to it let us know your thoughts in the comments and leave a like let us know if there's any movies you want us to check out and we will see you all in the next episode.